We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. Today we're doing it out of Ezekiel 14, and I'm telling y'all, I feel very heavy in this word this morning, in the spirit. Let's turn to Ezekiel. There it is right there in front of me. Hey, Miss Kathy. All right, let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 14. The Lord has a very heavy word for the nation today through this Bible study. Now today, Bride, we're focusing on the idol of alcohol. And I was talking to one of my friends this morning, and we was talking about how this idol hits us really hard because this hits home. And a lot of us have had this idol in our homes. We have had this literally tear our homes apart. Uh, this idol and this struggle. Good morning, Miss Belinda. Good morning. So if y'all would turn in your uh, Bibles to Ezekiel. Isn't it funny how God does uh, when we ask him, Lord, pertaining to this idol, because you want us to address these every day. So pertaining to this idol, Lord, where do you want me to do the Bible study from? And then the Lord will tell us. And we have learned so much, Bride. It's been so amazing what God has taught us. Like yesterday, having to do with human intellect and our reasoning, the way that we try to reason God out. And then, bam, he sends us to Ruth. Who would have ever thought about Ruth having to do with reasoning? But God showed us, didn't he? He showed us how when Ruth went way past her intellect and she obeyed the Lord how God blessed her see how God does with these idols so 
this morning I'm going to read the idol that we're addressing and then we're going to pray and then we're going to study the word about uh, what does God have to say about this idol of alcohol okay so let me go over here Oh, I see I forgot my glasses. I've got to have my glasses. Let me move my table back a little bit. And excuse me a moment while I get my... I've got to have my glasses. I'm 49 years old. There they are. Okay. I'm not a young chick anymore. <laughs> so, okay. I've got my glasses. We're good. All right. So let's go. I'm going to read this idol. And then we'll pray. Okay. The idol today is alcohol. Lord, we repent for our country and church to lean upon alcohol for comfort. We repent for putting alcohol in any form above you. We have made an idol out of this. When we make excuses to drink as ministers and reason our way into enjoying dabbling with alcohol, we are making this an idol. The question becomes, do we have to have it? If the answer is no, then why is it so hard to lay it down and not do it? It's because it has become an idol to us. We repent for this, either consciously or subconsciously, making this a priority in our lives. Help us, Lord, to not be a stumbling block to other people. Help us as Christians to live a life above reproach and not touch the unclean thing. We know that you hate lukewarm and compromise. Forgive us for being lukewarm. Help us, Lord, to say no to all things like this, substances that alter our minds and cause death, suffering, suicide, adultery, lying, stealing, hatred, malice, wrath, and many other sins. This is a gateway to the devil, and we must shut all doors and gates to the enemy. 2 Corinthians 6.3, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed. We repent for all ministers that drink and dabble in this. We ask you to forgive the body of Christ for participating in this. We recognize, Lord, that many lives have been shattered through alcohol. Families have been ripped apart, fathers molesting daughters, raping others, etc. Alcohol was the root to many of these offenses. Forgive the church for participating in this, opening the door to this, and not being the holy example to the body of Christ and the world we repent. Now listen, Brad, when I wrote that this morning, it was after that that I asked the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to do the Bible study this morning? And Brad, I love it because I just hear him so plainly. Uh, tell me exactly where to go. And so today he said Ezekiel 14. And you know, I, I have to repent because I doubted him. I do every morning. Why I do that, I don't know. Because I'm like, Ezekiel 14 for alcohol? <laughs> you know, like I was saying yesterday about Ruth. Ruth for human intellect? You know, forgive me, Lord, for my pride. Forgive me. I cast it to you, Lord, for thinking I should know better than you. And Brad, I looked at this and I was like, oh my God, this is a word to the entire nation. This is how heavy this is. So let's pray 
so that we will have hearts to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning for this Bible study, Lord. And we're laying this idol down before your eyes today. We're addressing it, Lord. This idol of alcohol. And Lord, we repent for this. And Lord, we ask you that you show us today, your church, where we have erred in this. Correct us today. Rebuke us and chastise us to keep us on the right path, Lord. Show us the errors of our ways so that we can be healed and delivered and be the beautiful bride that you have called us to be, Lord. Not tainting, not partnering with devils, not, uh, you know, touching the unclean thing, Lord. Help us to be free and say, I don't want anything to do with that, Lord. Teach us today through your word. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, bride, look, let's turn in our Bibles. Oh, I can't read you all the way over there. Aw. Well, thank you. I can't see who wrote that but say you enjoy watching me every morning. I can't see who it is on from here, so thank you. Uh, I appreciate you watching. Okay, now, bride, don't forget that I do this out of... Uh, the King James Bible. This is the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And look, this is one of those Bibles that have the little indexes. I really like that. And this is, of course, large print. And this was my mom's Bible. I think this was her favorite Bible when she was alive. She passed away in January of 2017. And this is my inheritance from her. And I really treasure just digging in the Word and I tell y'all, I'm going to have to do a study one day to show you why the King James is so important. It's because he was the one that gave us the word in English. He had 50 different scholars like that. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bobby. He had 50 different uh, top scholars that understood the scrolls, all the different languages. And he would split them up into teams like teams of 10, five different groups, and they would take like these uh, books and these books and these books and these books and they would examine them. And there was criteria they had to go by. One is, did they say it was led by God? Was they inspired by God? If it wasn't, they put it over there. Do they all match the heart of God? You know, type of deal. So that's what ended up happening and how we got the King James. And the Catholics tried to kill him four or five times. This word, and now look, they're trying to take this from us now. There's many people that call themselves Christians that are wanting to do away with this. They say this is antiquated of none effect. All they do is just live by the Spirit. You know, so we got to treasure this word. And I want to encourage you again. Let's get back to the written word. This is made by a tree, a natural tree. This will sustain us. This is our food. This is our manna that we eat every day. Okay? All right. So this I use as my version app. And let's turn it over there to Ezekiel chapter 14. Bride, y'all get ready. Lord, I pray that all of their spirits are ready to hear what you're about to say. This is the deepest Bible study that we've had yet. This is a powerful one, and we must be ready. We're a week till we're done. But this week must be going to be so powerful 
And we're just going to receive what you're saying because you're maturing us this year. You told us this. You're maturing the body of Christ this year, which means we're going to be children and get whipped a little bit by God because he's going to judge us and cause us to get back on path. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Okay, turn your Bible to Ezekiel 14. We're going to get started here. certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart, and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Pause, pause, pause. I read that this morning. I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding on the day of alcohol. For the Lord to address this about being a stumbling block of iniquity before their face. The Lord is speaking to us right now that this spirit, this particular one of alcohol, it must be a huge stumbling block in the church. We have got to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. For him to give us Ezekiel 14 on this day is for a reason. So let's hear what happens when they address the stumbling block to other people through this, okay? Therefore speak unto them, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him that cometh according to the multitude of his idols, that I may take the house of Israel in their own heart, because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Wow. Did y'all catch on to that, Brad? Many idols set up into the children of Israel. And because of those idols, it has estranged them from God. He cannot be around sin. And when we dabble with these demons and when we partner with these idols, it causes us to have this great divide. And what God is doing now by us tearing down these idols, repenting, coming before him, saying, God, we forgive, forgive us for doing this. Heal us. Heal your people. It's bringing us closer to him. Amen. Because He, we have to address this and we have to drop it because he wants to have this intimate fellowship with us. So that's what he's saying right here because he says, Thus saith the Lord God. Every man of the house of Israel that sets up idols in his heart and something else that came to me when I read that this morning about alcohol. Most people that drink alcohol is a result of the heart. Is that not the truth, Brad? They will drink because they're either hurting or, or you know, they want to drown out their problems. They want to get away from their problems and this is a source of comfort to them. Some will say, my nerves are really bothering me and I've got to have a drink. So you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's a God. You know, it's an idol there. So he is saying, has, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face and cometh to the prophet. I, the Lord, will answer him that comes according to the multitude of his idols. Let's keep going. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourselves from your idols. 
and turn away your faces from all your abominations. Wow. That is God speaking to us today, men. Look, church, we have been addressing this 33 days. Today is the 33rd idol. And now the Lord is putting his foot down and saying, I'm done with the idols. Stop the idols. Repent and turn. Give it up. Okay? So he says, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent and turn yourself from your idols and turn away your faces from all these abominations. And listen, bride, this is what hurts about the emergent church that does not teach sin. They do not believe in hell and them preaching the feel-good gospel. These people that are teaching blessings all the time and they're teaching, you know, giving you prophecies and building up your flesh and all this. People, that's not what God is saying right now. What is God saying? Repent and turn from your idols. Repent. That's the word of the hour. He wants us to turn so he can bless America. He can't as long as we're tainted like this. He's far from us. If we're continuing in our idols, how do we think God can do anything? It makes no sense. So let's keep going. Let's see what happens here. Every one of the house of Israel, or of the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, which separateth himself from me, and setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. Ooh. And I will set my face against that man and will make him a sign and a proverb. And I will cut him off from the midst of my people. And he shall know that I am the Lord. I just want to stop right there. Bride, that word that the Lord gave me for the church this year, that's exactly what he told me. Do y'all remember? That word that I wrote where he talked about uh, how he is going to expose ministers that are doing this. They are falsely using his name. He's going to bring the stench of their life, their sin, to the public. He's going to bring it to the forefront so that the world will smell the stench. That's what he said in this word. And then he's saying, I'm going to cut them off from my house. I've heard word after word after word where God has said that about this year. There's going to be many people that is going to pay the price for what they have done in iniquity in the house. We need to repent, bride. It's not about the blessings. It's about repentance. Falling on our face and turning and coming back to a holy God. Let's keep going. Man, this is fire for this morning. I think we're on verse 9. Yeah, verse 9. And if the prophet be deceived when he hath spoken a thing, I, the Lord, have deceived that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand upon him, and will destroy him from the midst of my people Israel. Wow. And they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him, that the house of Israel may go. Pause, pause, pause. Did I just read that right? And we'll destroy him from the midst of my people. 
and they shall bear the punishment of their iniquity. In other words, they're about to pay the piper. The punishment of the prophet shall be even as the punishment of him that seeketh unto him, the followers. The ones that are following this, these lies, this mess, will pay the price as well. If I'm reading this right, uh, I've been trying to say, people, <laughs> we cannot follow these people off the proverbial cliff. You've got to take a stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and say, I will not bow to Baal. I don't care if I've served your church 30 years. If you're going to get up there and do these things, serving other idols, I'm not going to be a part of it. We have got to know the Word of God for ourselves. We have got to take a stand in this hour. Okay, I think about Moses. Moses and the children of Israel. When they built that golden calf and it came before God, what they had done, God was wanting to destroy the entire camp of Israel. But when Moses went up there before God, Moses said, God... I'm sorry, my people. He took it upon himself. My people have done this to you, God. Please judge me. Please judge me. I will take the sin. I'll take the punishment. And you know what God told them? No. I will judge every one of them. Every person is held accountable for their own sins. If we choose to sit under a leader that is doing false idols and doing false doctrine, we will be held just as guilty as that leader. Just as guilty. That's what the word is saying right here. Well, I'm loyal to them. I've been with them for 30 years. I love them. Yes. But as long as you sit in that seat, you're saying, I approve of what he's saying. And you're going to be held accountable to God for that. That's what I'm hearing this morning. Let's keep going. Oh, no more astray from me neither be polluted anymore with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their God, saith the Lord God. All right, Paul's right there. Wow, this is so powerful today. That the house of Israel may go no more astray from me, neither be polluted anymore with all their transgressions. That has been the word all month long with these idols is pollution in the church. Pollution. That's why we are addressing these idols. We have become polluted at the altars with our sins and with our idols. Remember I told you how when I was at um, Niagara Falls and the Lord had me address this where I spoke the prophecy and said angels opened up the gates to the crystal clear waters from the throne to come flood the gates and basically judge the country and clean the dirt, clean the pollution. We have muddied the waters. And that's what's happening. That's what he's saying right here. All right, let's keep going. I think we're in verse 12 now. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Wow. Pause, pause, pause. Bride, I don't know if you watched that broadcast last night. You've got to watch it with that prophet. I'm telling you. Belinda, all of us that are going to Washington, D.C., I want you to hear me right now. 
That man, that prophet last night said that God sent him to, pro to Washington, D.C. And he said he had, I forgot what he said it was. It was either a thing of stone or a tablet or something, but God told him to stand in front of the capital of the entire country. And he said, repent, repent. If you do not repent as a nation on behalf of your abortions that you have committed in this nation, I will break this country. And he ended up breaking whatever this was that he had and breaking it as an example and like slammed it down or whatever. So he's talking about repentance on behalf of abortion. And then last night when he gave a word to the country, he said it again. Y'all got to hear this broadcast. He gave a word to the country last night about repentance on behalf of abortion and on behalf of homosexuality. The two stenches, I guess, before his nostrils. But look right here what God said. This is... I can hardly sit here right now, Lord. This is so amazing. Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, the United States of America has transgressed grievously, grievously to the Lord. Grievously. And remember, bride, I taught you how the Lord has taught me about land. Okay, let's take my hand and let's say this is America. Okay, this is our country. And let's say this is all the dirt of America. Did you know, you know, God loves land and he will marry it like he did uh, Israel. He was married to Israel. He, land has like a soul on it. And when he talks about uh, that the blood of the people cried out to him, the blood cried out from the land. The sins of the people that was on that land, that land is held accountable. Think about it, Brian. The land held accountable for people's sins that are on it? And then what about the land when it said the land vomited, vomited the sins that it had? There's something here about land. And then I think about what the Lord told me about the crystal clear waters from the throne coming down and removing like the literal topsoil of the land, uh, cleansing that top layer of dirt because we have tainted it, Brian. We have done this. We did. Americans. It doesn't matter if it was us or our neighbor. We're all Americans. We're, we've all done this. When one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. When we're addressing our idols to God, we have all done this. We have tainted her. We have transgressed her. We have harmed her. We have caused her to be dirty. I'm going to cry. But we have caused her to be dirty before a holy God. And we are held accountable for this. And that's what he's saying right here in his word. Look. When the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and break the staff of the bread thereof. And I will send famine upon it, which the Lord told me is coming in America. When he, he came to see me two days in a row every two hours when I was writing those two books, you need to get them, uh, 
organic Christianity back to the garden and clarion called a unity in the bride of Christ. They're both twins. But that's where he told me about what's coming down the pike. And he says, I will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from it. Remember, bride, I told you about me having a dream. I need to pull up my journal about this dream because now I see it coming right before our face very soon. Me and this guy was walking down the road. He's a minister in Mississippi. And we was walking down some highway and there was all kinds of traffic. And all of a sudden, this whole herd of cows started crossing the street. So it caused the traffic to have to stop. And they had to wait while all these cows was crossing the street. These cattle. And, you know, we was watching them as they crossed the street. And all of a sudden, a cow does like this. And just, I mean, right in the middle of nowhere, just starts falling over dead like psh. All this. All the cattle start. And then he had a phone in his pocket and he got a phone call. And somebody called him and said, uh, animals are dying worldwide. And so when we realize that this is an act of judgment to our cattle, to our animals, everybody was getting out of their car confused. What is happening? What's going on? Why are all these animals dying? And me and him turned around, boy, and the fire of God hit us like Elijah. And we started prophesying, Thus saith the Lord, this is the judgment of the living God, and you need to repent today, for your redemption draweth nigh. And we, right then, that is where God is taking us to. This is what I see this word as. God is preparing us, bride. He is preparing us for what is coming down the pike. Okay, let's continue. Let's see. Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and I will send famine on it and will cut off man and beast from it. All right, let's keep going, bride. We're in verse 14. This is Ezekiel 14, and now we're on 14, reading out of the King James Version. Let's keep going. All these three men, Noah. saith the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beasts. Though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, for the land shall be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land. Pause. Let me tell you what God's saying right here. If I decide to judge this country by sword or by any other way, like he's talking about the animals, if I decide pet noisome beast, uh, if I decide to spoil the land, make it desolate, pass through because of the beast. In other words, think of the children of Israel with all of the different uh, plagues that come upon the country, right? He's saying... Ever how I choose to do it, all right? Picture God saying this. Let's keep going. So that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. 
but they only shall be delivered themselves. For if I send a pestilence into that land, and pour out my fury upon it in blood, to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. They shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Wow. Bride, I cannot tell you what is running through my spirit right now. This is so heavy today. And if you have not been following me, if you have not been watching all these broadcasts on the Clarion Call, if you don't, if you've not been watching these Bible studies every morning and hearing what the Spirit is saying, this may go right over your head. But to the ones who are listening to me, if there's just five of you that can hear what the Spirit is saying this morning, listen, He is speaking to us very clearly. This is on day 33. We're in a time of consecration. We're in a time of being in a bubble. We're in a time of, of God uh, having His full attention to what we're doing about these idols because we are being truthful and addressing it. What he, he is speaking to us right now, Brad, and this is what he is saying this morning. God, help me to deliver this. Or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. All right, Brad, you know what I was thinking when he said that is, think of all the different time periods when judgment came. Okay, this is our time period of judgment. As I live, saith the Lord, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter. Bride, what have I been saying time and time again? You cannot love your children more than you love God. You cannot love your parents more than you love God. You cannot love your spouse more than you love God. This that's about to hit the country is between you and God. We cannot look at any other person and expect them to do certain things. We have to look at ourselves. The judgment that's coming is based upon each individual person. And let me tell you something. I had somebody call me the other day, Bride, and they had a dream about the mark of the beast coming. And I was in the dream, and I went to their house in this other state, and I told them the mark of the beast is coming here. Do not take it. And then I left, and then they had all this dream about the, the mark coming and all these different effects that happened and how when people would get the mark, their eyes would become soulless. They became uh, evil murderers. Like, they were just soulless and, and, and out to kill Christians like it was their mission to kill Christians, okay? In that dream... This person that told me this about the dream said she knew in that dream you could not trust no one. I mean, not family, no one, but God. This is the time is coming, bride. You can have no other idol before God. Do you hear me? I mean, nothing in front of God. If God tells you to do something, this trumps every other loyalty race, creed, tribe, tongue, family, whatever. Religion, relationship, tradition, culture, nothing, nothing trumps God. His word comes first. And we're coming down to the point when the rubber hits the road 
And you have to make a choice of your own. You're going to have to choose God yourself. And nobody else is going to get us to heaven. Nobody but our own self. This is why God is addressing these idols and having each of us face these things ourselves. And when it comes out and people don't address it, they're going to answer for that. But here's another thing, Brian. Remember I told you about the judgment. This is where me and a lot of ministers have a difference of theology, but I'm sticking by this, and the Lord keeps confirming it over and over and over again. You have one set of ministers out here saying, judgment's coming. Yes, there is a revival coming, but it's going to be great suffering. This is where I'm at. There's going to be great suffering, a lot of stuff happening in the land, a lot of sorrow, a lot of suffering, but God's fire is going to be burning ablaze through the gross darkness that's about to hit the earth. Then you have this other side. Oh, there's revival coming. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be double blessed. Uh, you're going to get every all your money this year. And you know what I mean? Like it's all positive and it's all peace. When they scream peace, get ready because sudden destruction is coming. There is not peace ahead, people. God is causing the bride to rise up and be strong in this hour. This is what's coming. The judgment. And let me tell you something. God has to do it, bride. Why does he have to do it? Because we got off track. We're children. We got off track. We got over here. We went after other lovers. We have gotten spoiled in our country through all this prosperity and abundance. We got spoiled. And God's going to remove his hand and put us over to our tortures. And then the ones that have sinned and transgressed against him, he's confirmed it again in his word this morning. Those that have transgressed against him is about to be exposed and some of them will die. That have crossed his name and that have lied and took people to hell over the sin that they are doing and what they are teaching. They are about to answer for that. But for over here, we have got to know that when God is using us, we cannot let any person, place, thing, ideology, or belief stop us from what God's telling us to do. Even if we have a child, Mom, you got to come help me. I need you because I'm suffering so bad. I'm sorry. You have to answer to God for yourself. And you need to grow up. And you need to get saved. And you need to be healed. You answer to God for yourself. And I answer to God for myself. Yes, I am to have compassion. But my number one priority on earth is obedience to God. That is the number one priority. Do you hear me? Obedience to God, even at the cost of children. Even at the cost of spouse. Even at the cost of my job, even at the cost of my house, my car, my everything about my life falls second to obedience. And bride, let me tell you something. A minister cannot really preach what they don't know. I am telling you this about obedience because I live it. I know it. I have traveled the entire country on nothing but that word. You know what I'm saying? I am telling you. No other thing on planet Earth can be an idol. They can be children, husband, spouse, job, whatever. That's what this whole 40 days is exposing. Let's keep going. This is so good this morning. God, help us. Let me check the time. Okay, good. We're at 7.30. Let's go. But thus saith the Lord God, how much more when I sent my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem, 
Pause. We're on verse 21. Sword and the famine and the noisome beast and the pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and ye shall see their way and their doings, and ye shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, even concerning all that I have brought upon it. And they shall comfort you when ye see their ways and their doings, and ye shall know that I have not done without cause all that I have done in it, saith the Lord God. <laughs> oh, bam in your face, devil. That is what God is saying. Listen, God has said that in every one of the judgments. Yes, judgment is going to come. Yes, it is going to be terrible. Yes, there's going to be a lot of suffering and a lot of pain and a lot of hurt out there. But has God ever forsaken his remnant? No, 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 no. The remnant, we're, I know this sounds funny, but hear my heart on this, bride. We are about to enter the greatest times ever to hit planet Earth to the church, to the true bride. We are about to see God move so mightily. I'm going to tell y'all this dream that this girl had about me. Y'all know the battle that I've had with finances, which I know is because of the wealth that is coming in the future. The Lord's already showed me, you know, where my life is over here. People don't see over here because they're not me. You know, they don't know this. But I'm a seer. I already know what's over here. I know the abundance. I know the blessing that's over here. But right now, I'm here for a reason. In this dream, this girl said, when I came to their house, there was great famine in the land. When I came to their house, uh, the, the father looked in a tube and God miraculously made a loaf of bread appear in a tube. That is what... You know, I see me walking in as the supernatural miracles of abundance. Like when I go places, he will provide and be supernatural. It's how he does me. I mean, it's only natural this would happen because he already does this in my life. I was, re I was writing some things in my book the other day about provision, how the Lord does me. You got to drive for him to provide. What I mean is... When I go on trips, the way he's done me in the past, when I go on trips, he doesn't give me it up front. He does not give me a comfortable ride, you know. He doesn't give me uh okay, June, here's $5,000. Now, I want you to travel the nation. I'm going to give you a brand new car, <laughs> you know, so that you can ride in comfort and not have smoke filling the car, you know. You know what I'm saying? No. He tells me, I want you to drive this old car that's got a rod knocking and bald tires and you only got $20 and I want you to go. So I get in that car. I'm like, okay, Lord. If I run out of gas in that next town, I'm driving until it stops. I get to the next town. Ding. Somebody just donated $20. Thank you, Lord, you just gave me. You just filled up my car with gas. I get to the next town. The Lord just told me to give you $100. Thank you, Lord. 
I get to the next state. The Lord just told me to give you $50. You see what I mean? That's how he's done me for five years I've had to live like this. Five years. Not knowing how I'm going to eat, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to drive. Uh, but it's because he's preparing me for the future. So that I can tell you with all assuredness that our God will provide. Come on now. Nothing around us affects us. Nothing in the natural. They can take our jobs. The government can shut down. Uh, they can shut off all the lights. It doesn't matter. The Lord will feed you supernaturally just like in that dream. Amen. So, going back to this, what God said in these last two verses is awesome. He said, Yet behold, therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth. Woo, I feel the fire of God right now. That is God speaking to us right now. We're hidden. We're back here. When this judgment comes, he's going to do like this. And thrust us forward. That's right, you're hearing it. That's what he's saying right here. When they are brought forth, both sons and daughters, behold, they shall come forth unto you, and you shall see their way and their doings. Come on now, the miracle signs and wonders, the true ones are coming. These are going to be signs that you cannot deny. I mean, think of the days of Elijah, those type of even greater miracles, like the bread appearing in the tube. Just a, a normal little wooden tube, a loaf of bread falls out. Supernatural miracles like we have never seen. And you know the other day when uh, we had that idol of tradition, you know what the Lord told our team, this 40-day prayer team? The Lord told them the reason he's having us address that one is because we are going to limit him on how he does uh, his miracles if we do not repent of this tradition and, and the way that we think it should be done. The reasoning. God wants to be so out of the box that we cannot compare him to the revivals of old. We cannot compare him to what he did in the Old Testament. We cannot compare him to what he did to Jesus. He wants to be fresh. That was the word to the team. He wants us to be fresh. He wants to show himself new. He wants to show himself mighty to where we have a jaw-dropping God. That's what I see coming. And this remnant, the one that God has prepared, purified, and, and said, I will not taint, I will not partner with the ecumenical movement, I will not partner with the emergent church, I will not partner with these people that are watering down the gospel, I will not partner with people uh, doing satanic, you know, I will not do all this. I am separating myself like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm refusing to bow to Baal, and I will serve the Lord my God if my children don't, if my husband don't, if my friends don't, if my mother and father don't, if my neighbors don't. I choose this day who I will serve. That's the place we're at now. We have to choose this bride. So let's read what he says here, okay? So they will be brought forth, both sons and daughters. Behold, they shall come forth unto you, and you shall see their way and their doings, which means the supernatural signs and wonders, and you shall be comforted concerning the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem. 
I believe that when those days hit, like the prophet said last night, he said that people will be screaming. Did y'all catch on to that? This is We need to listen to this again. He said people will be screaming. He said, people, do y'all hear me? They will be literally beating on your door wanting relief. Bride, do you hear what this man is saying? Is confirming in the word right now. These people are going to be wanting true answers. And when they do, these people that have watered down the gospel are not going to have the answers these people need. Do you know what the answer is going to be, bride? Flat out truth. Truth. When you love somebody, you tell them the truth. Even when it hurts. When you love your children, you tell your children the truth. You don't water it down to make them feel good or to tickle their little demons. No, son. If you do that, you will go to hell. The Bible says if you do that, you will go to hell. Don't do that. It's plain and simple. It's black and white. Stop doing that. You know, you don't want to say, well, and I've seen many ministers do this. This is a stench in God's nostrils. I've seen them live on Facebook doing it like this. They'll be like this. Well, you know, um, I can't really tell you not to do it, you know, because I used to do it. And then, uh, you know, I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, now, uh, would you see me in that? When If you do that, would you see me in that? Whatever the word was. And so I decided that I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't see God in it. But I'm not telling you not to do it. No. I'm not telling you not to. You can do what you... You can pet that little demon all you want. That's a stench in God's nostrils. Come out and say it. Yes and no. The word is clear about it. Yes or no. Don't tickle people. When they're beating on your door and they have nowhere to live and they are starving and they have been lied to by this emergent church and the ecumenical movement, they've been lied by these ministers that are telling them that all is well and nothing's going to happen and then they're going to be knocking on your door because they mocked you and put you down because you preached the truth and then when it comes to fruition... They're going to come running to your door. You see what I mean? If you're not right with God and you're preaching to these people these lies, and when all this stuff happens, they're going to be knocking on your door. Why did you tell? Why didn't you prepare me? Why didn't you prepare me? Why did you lie to me? We have got to be ready, bride. Remember, I've been teaching you. That when all this stuff happens, we cannot be distracted by needs. Hear my heart again. We cannot be distracted by needs. We have got to know the mission that God has called us to, and we stick to that mission like a straight, narrow path. If the Lord gives me a dream, like he gave me a dream this morning, we had this idol Sunday about tearing down the idol, excuse me, of sports worship, and the Lord gave me an instruction in a dream. That's how he does me. If he gives you a dream and he says, I want you to get up and I want you to drive to Louisiana. And I want you to go down there and I want you to deliver a word to this pastor. Okay? 
And I don't want you to do nothing from here to there but deliver that word. And then you go, and then there's a plane crash, and all these people are burning and crying and asking you to help. You can't. God has called you to this. Go to the next town. There's a car, you know, a 20 car pile up, and all these people are dying, and they need your attention. I can't. The Lord has told me to go here. You have to know your mission. You have to know what God has called you to do. Because there's always going to be suffering. There's always going to be poor. There's always going to be people out here hurting. But the mission is what you're held accountable to God for. When he says, I am going to hold each person accountable separately, we have to know that for ourselves. We have to be willing to pay the price of the gospel of Jesus Christ, even to martyrdom, even if you have a family member standing there saying, please take the mark, please. Please take the chip. You need to take this so we can be together. Don't you know I love you, Mama? Please, Mama. You have to recognize that's a devil talking to you because God would not ever have you take a chip. And you will have to look at that child that you love. Think of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham had to look at Isaac when he loved him. And look at him and realize, I may have to put you on the altar and I may have to kill you because I have to show obedience to my God. This is what is coming to us, bride. We're going to have to look at every last person on planet Earth and know nobody is going to stop me from the mission that God has called me to. I don't care if you're children, husband, spouse, nobody. I'm going to obey the living God at all costs if it kills me. This is the point that we're coming to, Bride. Martyrdom is coming to the church. Persecution is coming to the church. Famine is coming to the land. Martial law is coming to the land. Uh, great suffering. You know, all this stuff is coming. So the most important thing for us, the church, is to hear him clearly. Cut out all the noise of the other people screaming. Channeling in on just God. God, what are you calling me to do? What am I supposed to do? What is my mission? That's what God is calling us to in this hour. Okay? So, this has been good stuff, Bride. The Lord has clearly spoken to us today about the idol of alcohol. What do you mean? He said, get that mess out. He said it right in the beginning when we started this thing. Do not have a stumbling block. That is a stumbling block. Listen, we've got so many problems coming down the pike to our country. Why would you even want to touch it? Why would you want to even consider it? Let it go. Let the alcohol go. Let the drugs go. Let the cigarettes go. Let the cussing go. Let the this go. Let the that go. Let it all go. Because God has better for you. His plan for you is great. And he wants to use you without having all these things holding you back. And they will. They will hold you back. These addictions, they'll hold you back. Cut off those things. Let them go. Get off me right now in the name of Jesus. I renounce every bit of alcohol I've drank. I speak to that spirit. Here, just say with me. I speak to that spirit of alcohol. I tell you, I come out of agreement with you. Whatever I agreed with you and said you can come in, I renounce it right now in the name of Jesus. And I tell you to go out of my life. I tell you to go out of my family. I tell you to go out of my genealogy in the name of Jesus. I renounce you. I rebuke you. 
Um, I do not accept you in my family. I cancel every assignment brought to my family, brought to my family's genealogy having to do with alcohol. I don't want nothing to do with you. I cast you out in Jesus' name. I, I renounce everything that my parents did when they drank alcohol and were alcoholics. I renounce all of that. I cut it off at the root right now in Jesus' name. I cut that thing off of the root off my family line. I say that that root will not succeed any further. It will not advance through the family line. Lord, I repent for my parents doing alcohol. I repent for me doing alcohol. I repent for all of my genealogy doing alcohol. I repent, you know, I repent for this dependency upon my family line of alcohol. I renounce it in the name of Jesus. I, I, I cast that off from the east to the west. I don't want nothing to do with that. In Jesus' name, Lord, pull the tentacles out. Pull the roots out of my DNA that have anything to do with it. I don't want anything that's proclaiming, oh, it's in, it's in your family line, thus you're susceptible to alcohol. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. It is not in my DNA because God is my DNA. The Word of God is my DNA. This is the Word I stand on. I rebuke and renounce and cast out any words spoken to me based upon what my parents did. Come on now. I am refreshed and renewed. I am a new creature. I'm not going to receive all those uh, genealogy curses that my parents opened the door to and their parents opened the door to years down the road. I'm not receiving that for me. I'm not receiving it for my children. I'm not receiving it for my grandchildren. I'm cutting off all the roots, renouncing it, repenting before a holy God what my parents did, what my grandparents did. When I hear of a sin, I'm going to tell you all this is a little tidbit of a gold nugget to give you, bride. When I hear of a sin that my parents did or my grandparents or my great-parents, I quickly repent. I repent on behalf of my family members, just like we do for the nation. I take the sin upon myself, Lord. I am so sorry to hear that my grandmother did that, Lord. I repent on behalf of my grandmother for what she did to you. Forgive my family for that, Lord. Forgive my family line. Lord, I repent for that, and I'm very sorry. I ask you to remove that from my genealogy. Remove that from my DNA. Remove that from the cause and the repercussions to my family line. I renounce it. I don't want anything to do with that, and I don't want that coming down to my children. In Jesus' name. You know, address it. Don't flippantly let it fly by. Address it. Because the Bible says that the sins of the fathers will be passed down to the generation. Let's address these things. Cut that root off so it does not keep affecting our family line. You see what I mean? Repentance is so powerful. Do y'all know there's a lot of prayer groups that go around and they travel to different places and they repent for what was done on that land. They repent on behalf of the transgression on that land. That's what we're doing on this 40-day team. We're repenting based upon the transgressions that the church has done to God. That's what we're doing. Is the idols that we're addressing. Bride, this has been awesome today. This has been amazing. Ezekiel 14. I don't think I've ever read that before. Today was the first time I've read it. But how awesome is God to reveal that today. That alcohol is a great stumbling block to his people. 
And we have got to repent of that. So let's pray right now. Lord, thank you for chastising us today. Thank you for correcting us today. Thank you for letting us know, Lord, what's coming down the pike. Thank you for equipping us, cleaning us, purifying us, uh, showing us the error of our ways. And Lord, on behalf of the church, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us for this. Forgive us for all these idols that we have brought up before you, Lord. Forgive the church. Forgive us. We take it upon ourselves what we have done. Forgive us, Lord. Heal us, Lord. Forgive us for having all these lovers before you, Lord. And all these idols that we have erected up before your eyes, Lord. Please forgive us, Lord. Please forgive the land, the United States of America, our country, our land. Forgive us, Lord, for how we have transgressed her and how we have brought all these sins and the stench upon the land. We know, Lord, that we are held accountable for our country. This is our country. And we're held accountable for what we have done to her. And, Lord, we ask you to forgive us for tainting the dirt of our country. All the lands where we have done so many things, we ask you to forgive us, Lord. She's so beautiful. Lord, you gave me the chance to travel and see 36 states last year. To see how beautiful and majestic you created her. All the mountains of majesty. The purpleness in the mountains. All the buffalo that roam. All the beautiful oceans and, and sand and beautiful big redwood trees, Lord. Just a beautiful place that you gave us. How we have taken her for granted. Lord, please forgive us for this. Heal the church, Lord. Help us to be aware of what you're about to do. So that we can be in position, the remnant can be in position to do what you're going to do and what you need us to do through this judgment, Lord. We thank you and give you praise, Lord. And Lord, I pray for anyone watching this broadcast that is bound up with alcohol. Anyone watching this broadcast that feels like they have to have a drink. I pray, Lord, that you break that off at the very root today in Jesus' name. That you cut that off of the root and heal them of any of their family genealogy that used to have alcoholism and brought much destruction in the family line. That you cut that root and that they will not be stumbling blocks anymore, Lord. Help them. Set them free, Lord. Deliver them of this that's in their heart. Expose the devil. Bring it to the surface and let them be delivered of that, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bride, I pray that today has helped you a lot. This has been such a meaty word that we have literally just ate a T-bone steak at the table. This is how powerful this word has been this morning. I love you, bride. I cherish this time that we have together. And look, we only have seven more days of these idols. And look how intense it is already. This last seven days is going to be the bang that God's going to end this thing in a bang, basically. 
All right, Bride. Well, hey, God bless you. I got to give with my team. We got to give before the Lord on behalf of the nation and fight and repent over this deal with alcohol. God bless you, Bride. Hey, if you get a chance, you need to watch that last night with that prophet, okay? All right, God bless you.